The Tangent Egg Podcast is aimed at a mature audience. It contains themes that are not appropriate for all listeners. It's important to note that we are not experts. We routinely have no idea what we're talking about and are just three idiots sitting around a table. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Tangentic Podcast. I'm Seth, and unfortunately this week only John Doe's here to join me. Hi. So, uh, our buddy uh, Swoosh decided he wanted to see if he could fight the ground, and he lost. Yeah. Face punches on the ground don't work. No. 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 Concrete he, is uh, hard. He did have a brief uh, stint up to the hospital, get checked out, glue back together, a couple stitches. So, uh, he's in a bit of pain and on some meds, so we wish him well. Should see him again, hopefully, next week. Get well, Swish. (laughs) (laughs) But on to this week's episode. I mean, we've got to start with what is easily the biggest thing that's happened this week. It's a a good news, feel-good story. Oh, yeah. For once, we're not talking about how fucking Unity is continuing to be an absolute dumpster fire. And we're not talking about how shit a company is. We're talking about how fucked up companies have actually had to bend the knee. Oh, yes. It had to happen. And for those who don't know, the Writers Guild won. Yeah. Like, they hit all of their major like deal breaker goals and some of their non deal breaker goals. So it's it's an absolute across the board win. Yeah. They straight out folded. Like every production company just said, Oh fine, can we just do something? We're losing money here. It's like that's where they had to be kicked for anything to fucking yeah. happen. Absolutely. Yeah, just even like the breakdown of what they've got to limit the use of AI in writing is, yeah, it's fucking awesome. They can't rewrite or produce any AI content without specifically telling any writers any of this was done by AI. Like, Mm. yeah, and they have to have at least three writers in the room for everything. Mm. Like, it's so good. Actually, on the AI one, I think I think is actually really good is that they've not like like it's it's limited use of AI like significantly, but that they get to come back periodically and reassess that particular one, so yeah. that even if, like if the writers guild decide that like they want to use it for some stuff, that they can they 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 baked in some flexibility which is good. Yeah, baked in flexibility for the writers, but not yeah. so much for the production no. companies. No, yeah. it's like we can use AI and if we want to or if we need to, you like can't just straight out replace us with AI. If I recall right now, it's just a, a flat no. But like I said, they have regular things where they get to reassess the state of AI and the because let's face it, the genie's out of the bottle on that one. Yeah, you just got to roll with it at this point and just keep tabs on it to, well, to be able to keep out in front of it. Uh, The point of that, hang on, I'll read it here. Uh, A writer can choose to use AI when performing writing services if the company consents and provided that the writer follows applicable company policies. But the company can't require that the writer to use AI software when performing writing services. So, yeah, just gives that flexibility to the person actually providing the service without actually undercutting themselves. So, Mm. good on them. Yeah. And that could change in the future. They may decide yeah, to restrict absolutely. it more, or they may decide to start to loosen the the restrictions on it as it becomes more prevalent. As I said, unfortunately, that's a, a demon we're not getting getting rid of anytime no. soon. Though I am curious, like, because Netflix put up a job for one point six million dollars yeah. for a person to develop a AI specifically for script writing, and I don't know if they filled that position, but that person now be sitting there going, "What about me?" Who's going to strike for me? I've just gotten a job and now I'm fucked. <laughs> I don't know. Take your programming skills somewhere else. Someone else will want it. Absolutely well, what would have been that. really fucking funny if is if he joined the Writers Guild. <laughs> 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 and then oh, the, AI, good, the AI strikes as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look where fuck once the AI is unionized. Oh, yeah. Fucking earth. Yeah, but anyway, fuck Netflix, good on the writers, and SAG yeah, after, and everyone who fucking stepped into it is just fucking awesome. 100%. And, and it's, it's 
particularly interesting that they got such a heavy win because it's probably going to happen again next year because the contract for the animators is up. Yeah. So chances are the animators guild is going to be like, all right, round two. You stepped up for the writers, guns. Step up for us too. (laughs) (laughs) So okay. Uh, next up we got, uh, Jim Ryan, the head of Sony Interactive Entertainment is, uh, stepping down. And it's come very much out of the blue. Like it's, this isn't something that was alluded to or mentioned anywhere. It's just straight out. Here's a statement. He's leave, uh, he's retiring March, 2024. That Sony doesn't currently have anyone to replace him. They've got someone to step in as interim, but they've sort of had to Mm. scrounge them up to like, oh, fuck, we need someone to fill this position more permanently. And there's a lot of speculation as to why this has come about and so fucking urgently. But again, nothing is fucking confirmed other than Jim Ryan saying, I'm done, I'm out, see ya. And, yeah. like, that's particularly big because, like, this isn't a small studio or something. This is no. Sony. No, this is literally the head of their entire, like, Sony Sony Interactive Entertainment. This is the head of the PlayStation. And he's been the face of it for quite a fucking while. I think this article said 30 years? Yeah, be around that. So, that's what? That's PS1, isn't it? I would believe so. Uh, so, uh, 1994. Yeah. Yeah, so that's <laughs> fucking oath. Like he's, or no, he'll make it into twenty twenty four. So oh yeah, yeah. So he will have been the he will have been the head of Sony for thirty years. Yeah, it's fucking nuts. Like the current, a lot of the speculation at the moment is for why this is happening is partially Sony trying to save a bit of face, like because during the whole uh, Microsoft Activision purchase, he was going to court saying that no, no, this is really bad for the community. And then leaving the courthouse, going to board meetings, saying this is like this is great for gamers, but shit for us. We just don't want the deal to go ahead. So mm. saying one thing to one lot, saying a very almost the direct opposite to another lot. Mm. Once it all came to light, it's sort of like, well, obviously no one can really trust what you're saying because you just turn it, saying one thing to me to say something to someone else. Like yeah. so, there's lost a lot of face there. And Sony's in a massive fucking slump for games at the moment. They're yeah. in the, the same slump that Xbox was in a year or two ago. Like, How long has it been since they had a good... Um... They've had a, a few decent... Like, God of War wasn't too long ago and a few other things like that, but... Yeah. I, sort of Starfield knocked a lot of things... Like, the announcement of Starfield and the yeah. lead-up to Starfield... Lead, knocked a lot of things out of out of Sony. The actual release and the actual gameplay of Starfield is making a lot of other people question what's going on there. But, yeah, I think Sony's just trying to save a bit of face at the moment. It may have been a... maybe been a voluntold re- uh, retirement. Like, <laughs> would you like to retire? Because you're going to. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me, honestly. Like, it, it really wouldn't. Um, no. given the the current state of things over there. Well, think of the last two, like, Sony state of plays. They've been the exact same games. Like, the last two or three videos they've released, slightly different trailers of the exact same games. Yet, Spider-Man was of pretty much the only fucking big game in the last bloody state of play. Short of that was a Splatoon ripoff. And apparently the Splatoon ripoff was their... Uh, most highly rated game on a, a show floor that they did. Like, wow. Yeah. That's not good. No, it really fucking isn't. If you want to play a better version of that, play a Switch. Like, get all the other wonderful things that are on a Switch. Fucking oath. Like, you almost get, them, get the person up on stage. Don't you all have Switches? Like, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> I still can't, like... N- I say I can't believe they made Foam Stars, but then it's like, no, I know why they made Foam Stars. It's because Splatoon's so popular. Yeah. 
It's the same. Like they tried to rip off um, Smash Bros as well. Like the yeah, that thing. Yeah, that that thing that nobody talks about anymore. <laughs> I'm not even sure he's still up and active. It probably is. The the Warner Bros. Think- version, I th- I think, is down again until oh, mid next year. No longer in. That's because it's no longer in beta. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever the fuck. I don't see it getting any better. If you no, want, a, if I. you want a decent character fighting game like that, go play Smash Bros. As much of a non fan of fighting game, well, I'm not not a fan of fighting. I watch Evo. I like watching high high uh, high skill fighting games. Yeah. Um. And as much as like, God, the amount of people who played freaking Smash when we were in uni, I know, really tainted my opinion of that game. But even I'll go, oh yeah, no. If you want a massive roster of just dumb characters, just go, go play Smash. Go play Smash. Yeah, especially Smash Ultimate. Jesus Christ. I, I'm yeah. not pig-headed enough not to eat enough humble pie on that one. Mm. It is a fun game. It's just... Uh, I've got so many other things to play. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It's just, it's just not my thing. No. No, it isn't. But, like, I've run through most of the single-player campaign of the Smash on Switch. And it's just fun to do to burn some time. But That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah, I don't know. But see, like, when I see that, I'd rather go play, like, a map of um, um, Fire Emblem or something like that. That's yeah. got, like, a little dose of hit that I can play, <laughs> and I like more. Yeah. So, but yeah. it's been many years since I was into fighting games. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think there's, there's a, I think there's a bit more to the story of the why Jim Ryan's left yeah, PlayStation. definitely. There has to be more to the story than just... Alright, I'm done. See you. Packing bags, I'm going home. Speaking of people who left companies that probably have a bigger story that we'll learn later, um, Hideo and I'm gonna put- uh, Hideki, and I'm gonna butcher this, uh, Kamiya? That's how I would pronounce Hideki Kamiya. Uh, uh, has yeah. left Platinum Games. And if you know who he is, he is a very influential guy. He was uh, instrumental in getting Resident Evil off the ground. Uh, he was the director and story uh, writer for Devil May Cry. Um, he's worked on the Vengeful Joe series and probably most uh, well known for the creating Bayonetta. So he's got a, a pretty good CV under his belt yeah. and for Platinum Games as like, some of their biggest properties. Even if he wants to stay in the industry, he gets snapped up quick at almost any oh, other dev. He has stated in his own personal tweet, uh, as announced in the official Platinum uh, Games account, I'll be leaving Platinum Games October 12th, 2023. It came after a lot of consideration based on my own beliefs and was no means of dec- an easy decision to make. However, I feel this outcome is for the best. I will continue to create in my own Hideki way, and I hope to keep. Uh, hope you all keep your eyes peeled. So, so he's you- definitely walking into something else. But something else has to have happened there as well. For him to actually stay, I'm leaving based on my own beliefs means there's something going on there that were against his beliefs. So the current theory that people are bending around is that Platinum's going to get bored. They've had some... They've not been doing as well lately and their last big game was Babylon's Fall and it flopped hard. So a lot of people are thinking, okay, so Platinum might have been looking to get bought by somebody and Hideki did not want to be part of that. But if their last major game flopped, like I can't think of what they've next got in development that any major publisher would want to purchase them. Like I, I don't know what they've got coming up that would make Sony or Xbox uh, or Embracer Group to go. We want them. Like other than uh, Embracer, it's gone. Fuck it, let's buy them anyway. I would guess that there, it's less. Um it's, it'll be an IP buy. Hmm. The Platinum owns a bunch of solid IPs with good track records. And you're also wondering, but, like, who's going to buy them? If you look at the, the biggest banker of Platinum lately has been Nintendo. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't have Bayonetta 2 or 3 
without Nintendo, they funded those to exist. But by the same time, like, if it's a just an IP buy, if they buy those IPs, but without, like, if he's had his specific fingerprint on these games, you can take the IP, but without that fingerprint, it won't be the same type yeah. of game. It's almost like Metal Gear Solid and Raiden. Like, it's just... Sure, it says Metal Gear Solid, but that's not a Metal Gear Solid game. I mean, Metal Gear Solid Rising was made by Platinum. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> and but, it doesn't feel like a Metal Gear game. It feels like no. a Platinum game. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Good luck to him. I think he'll come out well. I don't know how far oh, yeah. the Platinum will go after it. Yeah, I think Platinum might be looking a little rough now that they've they've lost... Uh, such an influential uh, figure at the company. It, yeah. Like, it really is just like Konami losing Hideo Kojima. Yeah. You, you've lost one of your magic makers. What are you going to do now? Uh, Hopefully sell. not make um, <laughs> Bayonetta rising and make some shitty zombie thing out of a perfectly good property. <laughs> well, the, co- the property was now dead. They had to, like, make it walk around on screen at least. <laughs> But yeah, what they're going to do now is sell. That's that's about it. I, I reckon within the next month or so, we're going to see that if not Platinum Games, Platinum Games IPs up for sale, or this IP was now purchased by this company. That's I, I, I think that'll be, be the next more inclined to expect someone to pick up the whole studio. Yeah, and just go. Okay, now you make character action games for us because that's Platinum's thing. While yeah. um, Hideki may have been on some of their most popular ones, they've played plenty of other ones that have done very well. Um, they've just started to stumble in recent times where they've needed backing from major companies, and then, like I said, Babylon's Fall was an absolute cash sink flop for them. Do you reckon the the company could get picked up by Nintendo, like be a first party subsidiary of Nintendo? See that, like, like I'm wondering because like Nintendo's always had a big problem with. More adult-focused games? Yeah. Like, like, you know, your mature audience games. It's the kids' gaming console. Yeah. So, having action only, games like... Yeah, you think of it, and you, you immediately think of Zelda, like the, the animation yep. style of Zelda, which looks very cartoony, or Mario, or Pokemon, yep. which yep. you go into, like, the lore of the, a few of these things, and they're like, oh, fuck, really? This isn't for kids. But looking at it, it's like, these are all children's games. Like, they're all cartoony yep. and kiddie. Like, they need something to age them up yeah. a little bit particularly 100%. if there's going to be a, a next generation Nintendo console soon that yeah can play other things I think that's things. why they um, they bothered to back Bayonetta at all yeah because they got to have Bayonetta 1 2 and create 2 so they were the exclusive location for that game so the people who like that one mature title had to come buy a, a Nintendo console so they yeah. basically baited so a bunch of people it, to play it does thing. make sense for, for them to go towards Nintendo yeah, like, but that would be my guess because Nintendo—they're yeah. already working pretty heavily with that company. Yeah, or again, Bayonetta was in Smash. Like, yeah, there is a precedent there, so they must be closely fucking tied to it. Oh, and so, they've done one other exclusive series for the Nintendo uh, Astral Chain. So yeah, they've got strong ties to Nintendo. That would be the company I would expect that would be looking to pick them up. Hmm. If I was guessing. And I don't think it'd be Embracer, because Embracer's getting ready to hemorrhage. Yeah. yeah their, their bubble's about to fucking pop. They're getting real fucking thin on the walls. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you buy all these companies on a speculative, we're going to make some money. Yeah. Though Eventually, I, you either make the money, or the bubble pops. I, I am curious what's going to happen if that fucking bubble pops, because, like, so many other devs, like, IPs? I smell IPs. Fucking om nom 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 nom. Buy all the fucking IPs. Well, unless they can set up a new deal quickly, having lost that, like, $2 billion Arab deal is just like, that's it. Like, Embrace has got to sell. Yeah. And start selling shit quick. Yeah. They got to take some shitty prices. (laughs) Fucking oath. (laughs) But yeah. Oh. Good luck to uh, uh, Hideki. Yep. See where he ends up next. Shall we discuss Australia doing something good? Oh, every now and again, the Australian government does something good. It's rare. No, no, no. no. 
few and far between. But Australian government happens. doesn't do dick shit. The ACCC does. Well, yeah. <laughs> there, there's at least one government agency that does something right every now and again. Most others are fucked. This one does something right. Yep. And and again, I, I, anytime we talk about the ACCC, I've got to bring it up. Where why you get your steam room funds? Fucking earth. <laughs> one country decided to go fuck you to steam, and now you get to refund your games. Yep. There are limits, but at least you get to do it now. Yeah, at all. That's yeah. us. And our ACCC. Look, man, there's three things you don't take on. Russia in winter, the European Union, and Australia's ACCC. It's just yep. not worth it. <laughs> so, ACCC is finally having a crackdown on fucking loot boxes. Oh, and gambling. Oh. Yep. Fucking so magic. So happy about this. Fucking magic. So, with this, loot boxes in games, your game is automatically rated R18+. Plus. God fucking yes. damn it. Yes. I am, yes. I am curious, like, if the, a major DLC, like, so, sorry, hang on, with this, uh, it's only for games released after September 20, 2024. It comes into effect in September yeah. 24, so any future game released after that will be immediately related, uh, rated R18+. Plus. But some games, they release a DLC. That DLC has to be now be rated, gets mm. a new rating. Say Fortnite does the next R18 season. Plus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, does that mean the next EA Madden game is going to be R18 plus? Because I would have fucking to be. hope. Yeah. I, I fucking hope so. And, and because it's R18+, Plus, it would have to state why it's R18+, Plus, and it would have to yeah. say something like simulated gambling. Yeah. Which is just magic. <laughs> they wouldn't be able to hide the, the loot box system inside their PG game that's not dangerous to kids. They no. would have to put an R18 sticker on it and state why. Yeah. The, but I am, I am curious, like, there's already some workarounds that to me, look like workarounds that I'm curious if they're actually going to fall under this. Mm. So, like, bashing on our old favourite Diablo Immortal. They don't specifically have a loot box. You can buy a micro dungeon, which is five minutes of actual gameplay with a slightly enhanced uh, drop table, uh, loot Mm. table. So, you're not specifically opening a box and, ha-ha, here's the thing. It's you you burn a fucking scroll or whatever it is, you go to a miniaturised dungeon that's full of enemies... It's, you end up with the same result, but you get a five-minute gameplay loop instead. Well, see, this is the thing I think is, like, like I'm sure people are going to make arguments about it, and it's going to become a whole thing when it goes into effect, and I say, bring it on, the ACCC will take you to task. Fucking oath. But it, it's it's the thing I did like about the way they worded it. It's gambling mechanics. It's not loot boxes. Yeah. So... There would be a reasonable argument. I don't. I, I think that you pay to randomly gamble your time at getting something from this. Yes, it's a gameplay, but technically, if you want to get down to it, so's a poking machine. The fact that I just go ching and then wait for the dials is not that much different from click 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 and yeah. wait for the the loot to drop. Yeah, but I'm just. To me, it looks like some companies are already trying to build oh, workarounds. They'll, they'll, I absolutely guarantee you some companies are going to fuck around and then they're going to find out. Yeah. It's like, you can see there was already a slight step away from the loot box model in a lot of games. And that's why we ended up with so many fucking battle passes in games that didn't yep. fucking need them. Yep. And then some some companies are like, you know what? Why not have both? And yeah. yeah. God fucking damn. But yeah. I really hope this fucking comes through and just rips so many games. Yes. It would be so... Uh, just to uh, see EA's catalogue of E Forever on titles now being R18. Yeah. But sure, it's not retroactive, but I am curious if any game comes out with a DLC after that point. Yeah, that's actually re- an interesting re-rated. point. So, Yeah. I'm very, very curious as to how this is going to fucking go. I mean, wouldn't it be hilarious if fucking Fortnite's like, oh yeah, no, it's an E for everyone game. 
Oh, except for season 19 forward, they're all already 18 plus. Yeah. <laughs> but, Mum, I want to play Fortnite. Okay, what's Fortnite? What's it rated? R18? Fuck no. Like, oh my god. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it makes me happier than it should. Fortnite's as bad as GTA. <laughs> I mean, come on. GTA implemented that casino in it where you oh, could yeah. um, spend your in-game credits, but considering you could actually buy shark cards with real cash, Fucking you could essentially actually gamble. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Goddamn. Like, I don't know why it's taken this fucking long for this to come about. Like, it needed to have happened a long fucking yeah. time ago. But I mean, like, at least it's happening. The thing is, though, it's, it's given how much the game industry loves to ignore the shit out of Australia. Surprisingly, we have a weirdly large amount of influence when it comes to stuff like this. So, yeah, it could be that like we're one of the catalysts that kicked this off more globally. And I'd like that personally. I'd love to be be like, yeah, man, Ground Zero, we did that. <laughs> like, there have been a few other com- countries that have tried to implement loot oh, box yeah. laws and that kind of stuff. Like in twenty twenty one. Uh, U.S. senators contacted a whole heap of major game developers saying, you need to do more about the loot box problem. Like, it's getting really bad. And they all said, yeah. yeah, 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 we'll do plenty about it, and then didn't do a fucking thing. So, yeah, now it's a regulation that your game comes out here, this is what you get. Yep. Like, they fucked around long enough, now it's time to find out. 100%. So, Yeah. Finding something in Australia is good. <laughs> if only they could come down on our fucking internet. Mm. You make that good for fucking once. Yeah. Or at, le- l- at least get, like, telcos to advertise speeds properly. Yeah, fucking oath. I despise the fact that they do it in... Bits. It, megabits instead of megabytes. Yeah. Well, 50 megabits sounds a lot better than 4 megabytes. Yeah, but, and I understand this as a consumer, for meg downs, actually not that bad. It yeah. could be better, don't get me wrong. But four meg's pretty good. But it's, it, when you write 50 and you put the MB next to it, people make assume megabyte because that's the smallest one most people deal with. Yeah. People don't deal in megabits. No, fucking no. Such like, a fucking load there, of bullshit. There's no reason that Australia's internet should be worse than mid-war Ukraine. Yeah. Like, it's fucking shit here. And yeah. it didn't help that the Australian government gutted it before it was even fucking implemented and now refuses to do anything about it. That's a whole... Yep. We, we can do a fucking four-hour podcast on how much of a fucking gutted. But... <laughs> it, I mean, it's a fucking... Like, it's multiple governments getting in and out. It, it's a whole fucking thing. It, it is terrible. Yeah. yeah. So, it, when your your phone's 5G is faster than your home internet, like... Oh, yeah. When I upload my podcasting, it uploads so much, like, almost three times as fast. If I do it through my phone, then I have to do it through my home fucking Wi-Fi. That's shit. I mean, that being said, your internet's particularly shit. Yeah, well, it's uh, NBN fixed wireless, so even though I'm in a... A city, I don't get a fucking wide connection. I still have... I'm still on a fucking satellite. That's fucking bullshit. And you're in a major city. You're not, like, yeah. in, out in the buttfuck boonies. No. No, we've got, like, 40,000 people here. Like, we're not a small town. We are a fucking city. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. But, like, um, most of the reason I have extra data on my phone is simply so that if I want to download a book or something I can just do it yeah because it's just going to be faster to get it that way yeah it or sucks it really net. fucking sucks it fucking earth. Or that's why I'm like oh man 4 meg down Ooh, yeah good I'm into that <laughs> because if it's not that it, it's potato <laughs> or if anyone else uses the Wi-Fi, if my mother trolls Facebook I I can't download or watch anything online it's fucking shit it takes me yeah. three days to download a game this is really fucked yeah preloads are important bro 
<laughs> fucking oath. <laughs> but yeah, so go A Triple C. Hopefully, yeah. the rest of the government can look at it and go, that's what we want to be when we grow up. <laughs> so, uh, next up, we had on the docket uh, uh, mod creator for Starfield has decided he's going to start implementing essentially DRM protections on his mods and going forward adding hidden bugs so that you have to get his DRM free, his DRM unlocked version instead of pirating it. Yeah. Like, originally and, I read this and I thought it was, like, I read part of the article and I didn't understand it, part of it. It's like, I understand what he was trying to do with the adding the DLSS 3 and you can get the DLSS 2 version for free from Nexus Mods or wherever the hell you like the mods from. I read this and I assumed it was you had to keep his Patreon subscription to get the mod, which was like five bucks a month. And to me, it's like, if I just bought it, why don't I just have it? I don't fucking hate subscriptions. But no, I was wrong. Get it once and you've got it. That's fucking awesome. That's well worth it. For five bucks, like, I don't know how much effort it took to make this mod, but it's five bucks. Like, Pay your artists. We just had a whole fucking writer strike of people not paying their artists. Yeah. It's kind of the weird conversation around mods. Because yeah. so many people have gotten used to not paying for mods. Yeah. That people feel think it's weird or you're selling out or some other anti-community thing. When you go, hey man, look, I spent a lot of time on this. Can like like can you kick me a couple bucks? Yeah. Like and it's it's been the whole thing for like mods like that was one of the main reasons I chose gaming on PC like I was Xbox for so fucking long and mm. it was like holy shit you can do all this extra stuff on PC from stuff other people have made holy mm. fuck yeah let's do that and then gotten into it that way it's what some people do with it is fucking massive and they probably should be fucking paid for it well I mean one guy um what mod is it there's one of the mods for Skyrim that a guy made, and it was essentially his um, CV for why he should be employed as a game developer. Yeah. Like... Because he professionally made the mod, scripted NPCs, hired voice actors to show that he could do it. Yeah. Made an entire fucking campaign by himself as a Skyrim mod. That's fucking yeah. awesome. And that mod is free, by the way. You don't have yeah. to pay for that one. He just so, did it to show people why he should be hired. So yeah. people have put in some crazy work and it's hard to pay them because so many things go up on a site like Nexus or ModDB and yeah, they're free and I like that. But sometimes it does feel like we should pay these people. And then it's like, how? Well, yeah. this guy found a way to tie DRM authentication to his Patreon. And so long as you've subscribed to him ever... Well, you've got the access, so you yeah. only have to kick him the five bucks when um, he puts something out, and you get access to every mod he's ever done, not just the one you're looking at. So if you went on and got his DLS threes uh, mod for Starfield, you would be able to get access to every other mod he's done. So yeah, which it's a pretty good deal. It is, it, like you've you've had companies like Bethesda who bring in their own fucking paid mods in their own fucking little walled garden, mm. which you could get those exact same mods for free from Nexus yeah. or ModDB. And they were better. Want. Yeah, and they were better versions because they were updated more consistently. But there was the that was the only way you could get mods on the consoles. Mm. And you could only install two or three mods at a time because you had a fucking size limit, which mm. is just stupid. But... If you've got the hard drive space, you should be able to fill it with whatever shit you want. Mm. But then that was another company taking a cut of that payment. Yeah, freaking out. didn't work on it at all. No. They just went, oh, you made a super popular mod. Give me my share. Mm. That's... So this guy's at least the mod creator setting the price. That, that it's not almost... like, oh, yes, Bethesda wants to charge $15 for this DLS mod. No, no, this guy's like, no, no, it's five bucks. That... Just, just that... cut... Buy me a coffee and we're good. That Bethesda trying to take a cut of the mods almost feels like the beginning of the Wizards of the Coast Unity. Yeah, I know, right? Like, you did a thing. Now pay me for it. Like, 
like you for one <laughs> i will pay you in fuck offs <laughs> I think it's just because it fell over so hard so fast. And the fact yeah. that Nexus was just there to be like, oh, you, you want blue power armor? I got blue power armor and it costs you nothing. Yeah. It'll also come with red power armor and green power armor and yellow power yeah. armor. I'll tell you what, I'll just give you an RGB scaler and you make whatever fucking color you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> that one, I think, fell over so fast that, like, we kind of all went, whoop, and just kind of moved on from it. And then, yeah. Like- there now that you pointed out, it's like, yeah, it really fucking was the precursor to Wizards yeah. Unity. So, yeah, I I understand it. I don't like it, but I understand it. It's yeah. just, it it niggles into that goblin free brain in the back yes. of my head. It's like, yes. free. No, it's free. It should never, it should always be free. Why? No, don't pay free. It's like, but he put a lot yeah. of effort into it and yeah. God damn. <laughs> And but if you're like one of those free. sort of real big prolific mod makers, it it could actually be worth it to be like, oh yeah, hey man, five bucks and you get access to all of it. Yeah. And update, so Well it was they uh Bethesda hired a a mod maker from Skyrim to do the clutter and extra lighting for, for Starfield. Yeah. And like you if you run around and actually have a look at some of the areas where they're is fucking like some handcrafted shit. The clutter and lighting looks really good. Yeah, it's it just really does. The other cookie cutter stuff that's like, what am I doing here? Yeah. Although, given that we've got a we've got a bunch of listeners who are probably playing uh, Starfield right now, you've recently modded it to get some some much better game experience. Yeah. Um, I. You want to run down that mod list in case someone's looking for something to kind of help. To, Starfield got, feel a little better to play? <laughs> I dumped a bit of time into Starfield, and it's like, for the game that got delayed so fucking much, it shouldn't have this kind of fucking issues. And just on a completely separate note, uh, I've read an article that the developers of The Witcher 3 spoke about how far you should be from points of interest. So you mm. should be able to draw a ring on a map that is uh, 30 to 45 seconds of travel time and you should have at least two points of interest always within that ring, no matter where you are. Mm. Like, at least two things that you can look at. And if you do the same thing in any Starfield map, you're looking at a minimum of three and a half to four and a half minutes uh, up Mm. to a maximum of near 15. Yeah. Between points of interest. Nothing traversal. Yeah. And it's... If you're carrying... A kilo too much, you can't fast travel it. It's like, yeah, this is just fucking dumb. Give me a vehicle already. Just fucking stupid. But mod tools come out next year. Hey, Yay. but in the meantime, I've this is what I've done. I've got eight mods that have made my life so much fucking easier. Um, number one is a Starfield achievement enabler. Of course, it's a single player game, and if you mod it at all, it doesn't just disable the mods for that save. It now it de- disables mods for all of your saves, which is just fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, if I want to have a save where I mod the guts out of it and say, all right, now I want to continue my campaign without any mods, it shouldn't affect me. But it does, which is dumb. But, yeah, this just removes that restriction unless you continue your playthrough while still getting those little chivos that don't really do anything other than a sense of accomplishment. Yay! Um, so first up is uh, Starfield, uh, sorry, Star UI Inventory. These are all on Nexus mods. And it goes through and redoes the layout of your inventory. And like, holy fuck, did it need it? It just compacts yeah, okay. everything, makes everything nice, neat, and clean. Like, uh, in your weapons in particular, it comes up with uh, what weapon it is, what type of weapon it is, like the ammo. Um, and then it has the weight value and then value divided by weight. So is this worth picking up? Like it weighs a hundred kilos, but it's only worth 20 bucks. Yes. No. It makes life so much fucking easier when you don't want to pick up so much shit and suddenly you're over encumbered. Or if you have picked up a bunch of stuff, you need to drop some shit. Okay. What's not worth my time? Well, I've got a mod later on that covers that too. Ha ha. Makes life so much easier. Um, uh, another one, just because I think it's fucking stupid, 
uh, is that it changes the registration fee for new ve- uh, for new ships you find because yeah. currently it's set to like uh, I think it's seventy five to eighty percent of the ship's value. Like, why the fuck do I need to pay seventy percent of the ship that I've just stolen for me to be able to sell? Like, it's almost not worth selling fucking ships. At least, like, you can scale this so you can get the whole value or whatever. I think I've set it down to, like, the registration fee is, like, 40%. I understand I need to pay a little bit for yeah. it, sure. But I want a bit more of the fucking cookie. Like, but come you're on. You're making over 50% of the profit. Yeah, I've gone to the effort to steal this fucking thing. I've killed everyone on it. You get rid of it. I put all the fucking risk in. <laughs> I deserve more of the fucking reward than some pencil fucking pusher. But, yeah. So it goes through and adjusts uh, that amount and the the value because apparently in, in Starfield there's two restrictions on it. So one of them is when you uh, do pay your registration fee, uh, you pay like 75% of the value of the ship. But then when you then go and sell the ship, uh, it's still got a lot... The value of what you're selling it for is still tied to what the, the registration fee is. So you need to adjust both values for you to actually get some fucking cash out of it. So, yeah, there's two mods out. Yep. Uh, next one, I, anyone who's played Starfield has been annoyed by this completely. Uh, the mod's called Easy Digipick because I fucking hate finding a, a locked safe that's got a master lock and you open it up and there's a sandwich in it. God fucking that's damn, fun. it's just stupid. If you got a high-graded lock, it should have a high-graded loot table. That's It's as simple as that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you shouldn't just get a single item for a, a a novice lock. Sure, put a single item in there, like 20 yeah. credits. I don't give a fuck. An advanced lock, scale it up. Put 200 credits in there. Yeah. Once you get to fucking master locks, weapons, ammo, useful shit, not just trash. Yeah. It's fucking dumb. But this... This mod has two fucking features to it. So one of them is to... You can just make the digi-picks. All of them. Easy as fuck. It's two single points. Bang. Unlocks. Because, again, there's a restriction in this that all the locks uh, have to require two uh, two of the little circles to fucking unlock it. Mm. So if you can count it, you, there's a way you can figure it out easy. Yeah. But So this has got two single points to unlock it. Or you can go through... And get it to set a loot table for the difficulty of the lock. So you can leave them as hard as you want. But it actually does what the game should already fucking do. Which gives you a better loot table for harder locks. Ah. Actually makes lock picking up a master lock worthwhile. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Bad loot in chess is, is... Like, it absolutely kills your momentum. It really does. Like... Oh, I've just killed everyone. Now I can sit down here. I can unlock this thing. Fuck, it's taking me forever. Here's a, a sandwich or here's a can or here's three pieces of aluminum. Why? Lame. Yeah. Like, why is this even in a safe for one? Like, it's just stupid. Uh, next one is because I hate getting flashbanged, let alone my fucking character getting flashbanged. So it's dark mode for terminals. Normally, I've got the lights out and I'm in a dark room playing a game. When you open up a fucking terminal on this, it's a giant white screen. It's like, okay, well, I, I don't need my eyes for the next 20 seconds, I guess. God damn. <laughs> yeah. So you've dark- got a pretty decent sized fucking monitor to work with. It's yeah. not like, oh, like, you know, you pull something white up on your phone. It's like, eh. No. But, you know, <laughs> big screens. That's just like, ah, the sun's in my room. <laughs> Or you're, you're in the middle of a firefight. You think, right, I'm going to hack this terminal and get all the fucking robots in the field to come out and fight for me. Right, activate. Oh, shit, now I'm fucked. I can't see what's on the fucking screen. It's just stupid. <laughs> um, yeah, so dark mode for all terminals, which I like. I've got dark mode on everything else. I might as well have it in a video game. Same. Um, clean field just removes all the opening splash screens. So you go straight to the menu to start your game. Just because oh, that should be an option in every game. Like... It plays once when you first install it, and then it shouldn't play every fucking time. Or, I should be able to skip every single one of them. Oh, yeah. Because that's something that um, Dawn of War did. Mm. When you first play the game, you have to watch the full opening cutscene and all the credit rolls. After that, you can just smash spacebar and skip every single fucking one. 
which makes perfect fucking sense. Like, that opening cutscene sets the tone and story of the game. Like, sure, splash screen, just like the, the role on a fucking movie. Like, these are the people that worked on it. You should have to at least see that once. Yeah. But goddamn, give me the option to get rid of it after that. Oh, yeah. Completely right. Um, and then the last one is probably my favorite of all of them, and which is one of the reasons I really got into these other mods, which is called Burden Me Not, Clutter Be Gone. It's a long-ass fucking name. I'm not going to go through the whole fucking thing. But what it does is it gives you, I think it's nine or ten uh, recipes in the research uh, machine. And so you can track multiple researchers at once and it highlights those items within the game world. You say, oh, well, I need to pick this up for a research. It makes life a little easier. But this goes through and it lets you highlight every piece of food and give that a distinct color. And then every piece of uh, healing equipment, so everything under the healing loot table uh, is highlighted a different color again. And then all the trash items are another color and all the weapons are a different color. Ammo is a color, like... It goes through and recolors everything in the game so you can walk into a room, scan it, and see, right, well, there's three guns over there, there's four apples and a fucking healing kit over here, and the rest of the room is trash. I don't have to go through every fucking item in the game or fill up a... I don't have to go through my inventory and look at all the resources and go, what is actually useful here? Because everything that isn't comes up with a little fucking marker saying, you can dump this or sell it or whatever the fuck you want to do with it. It's made life so much fucking easier. So, yeah. They're all the mods I'm currently running with it. Got them all through Nexus mods. And if you don't want to fuck around with all your files, um, through you can get Vortex through Nexus mods, which is just a mod manager. And that installed them, got everything running for me. Until the, the Starfield mod, official mod manager comes out next year, this works. I'm enjoying it. And the, the differences this can make for now, without that, I'm really looking forward to what they can do later on. I mean, I'm not going to lie. A big part, like there were a bunch of things that all caused me to put Starfield down. But man, like if I'd had those UI mods, that probably would have helped me keep playing a lot longer. Yeah. Clicking through fucking menus that just murders immersion. Oh, fucking no. I'm now looking for another mod to help smooth it out fucking like the map screens like why do I if I'm already on a planet and I want to see the fucking the view where I'm running around why does it go to an immediate solar system view Mm. like goddamn, I should be able to see where I'm running around and the points of interest that are around me straight out fucking hell and yeah I don't know hopefully there'll be some better stuff coming out we'll see what happens so, uh, next up, I think we kind of have to... Well, we've got to get our, our, like, weekly shitting on a company. Of course. Um, it's... And, I mean, like, these guys are a good company, don't get me wrong. And they will fix the problem. But, oh, oh man, that Payday 3 launch was not good. I, if there's ever a reason for people to look at it and say, why does it everything have to be online? Why can't I have an online mode? Point at this and laugh. Yep. Like... That why is there not an offline mode? Like, for people that want to play single player, shouldn't have to be online. God fucking damn. Yeah. It, yeah. It's bad. Currently, it's on um, on Steam. It's mostly negative, with 27,524 reviews posted. And completely understandable. And a lot of them are, there's no servers, where the fuck are my servers... Why can't we play this game without the freaking servers? Yeah. And it's funny because, like, when it first went down, they rushed through and they fixed what they thought the problem was and they released that patch. And apparently it worked for about a six-hour period until the third-party company that's doing their matchmaking released their own update, which broke the entire fucking thing again. (laughs) Which, like... I'm sure you need a fucking third-party matchmaking company like to actually manage all of that because you get a lot of players on there and it'll make life a lot easier. But God fucking damn. Like, you'd think you'd at least talk to them and say, hey, look, we've finally got this going. Don't change anything. At least let yeah. us fix some shit. Nope. <laughs> they patched it in six hours and fucked it again. 
Goddamn. Now, like, the guys who make Payday, uh, Stavaris, they're a good company. I generally believe they'll fix this. Like, they'll get it up to a nice step. They've actually announced that they're looking at, like, implementing an offline mode. Yeah. Which, they didn't have to do that. But they're, they're, I know, I know it's a cynical ploy to try and, you know, placate the player base, but they could have still just as easily stubbornly gone, look, we're fixing the service, we'll be back up as soon as we can, and not even commented or interested the idea of an offline mode. So, you know, that's good, but we'll see. Like, if we may report back on this if Starbreeze decides to screw the pooch, uh, but uh, I honestly believe that they'll, they'll get it back on track. Yeah, eventually. But, uh, so- in the article, it goes down. Someone's tweeted uh, as soon as they seen it was uh, online only. Uh, it became a hard pass. Uh, no longer interested in the game. And the very next tweet under it is that uh, game pass is better than hard pass. At least you can get it for fifteen bucks. It's like, well, <laughs> it's on game pass, so don't dump your money yeah. out there. Give it a go when it works. I'm saying. Although we did get some good gaming news this week, which I'm actually super excited I know. about. And I, thank fuck it is ages away because I have too much stuff to play <laughs> right now. But but uh, this I've, would have been one of the things I dropped everything else to play. Yeah, I've, I've ran it like a couple of weeks back or a week or so ago. I said when they announced the complete edition of this, it's like, this is the time to drop a fucking PC version. And they are. Horizon. We've only got oh. a tentative window for release, which is first half next year. But, but hey, man, I'll take it. But it's it already, means we're definitely getting it. It's uh, sure it's like first part of next year, but you can already wish this it on Steam, so it is yeah. coming. It's not just a sure. It's coming next year. It's a it's a available for wish list on Steam now. So if you're interested, jump on it now. At least it's fucking there, and it's yeah. not just the game with the base DLC like the as some complete editions are there's just as minimal fucking thing but this is the the base game the Burning Shores DLC uh soundtrack art book comic books in-game items like it's the whole fucking kit and caboodle ah love it yeah that is going to be because like I I love Horizon Zero Dawn quite game one of the few games on Steam where I actually went through and chased all those little Chivos. <laughs> so I went, some of them are tied to like content you don't even have to do. Like yeah. completing all the lodge challenges. Yeah. And some of them are like to get gold on some of those, they're pretty fucking oh, hard too. It took me a long fucking time. It was an absolute mongrel. But I'm glad I did it, because I love oh, the yeah. fucking game. Hell yeah. The game is, is just too good. That's why like like, and I've heard the same thing about um, Forbidden West. Yeah. But, of course, don't have a PS5. So, yeah, and haven't been able to check that wasn't, shit out. Wasn't going to buy one for one fucking game. No. So, so now, now that we've got an announcement of this is coming, like, it's on it's on Steam, so it's coming. It's not just a one day. I can take this off my list and add my new fucking next game I want, which is the next fucking, like, the last God of War game. Like, come on, you've already done the first one. Now give me the sequel, and then you can do the fucking Spider-Man 2 after that. I'll let you get away with it. (laughs) I mean, I'm still annoyed they haven't bothered to port the whole set. Yeah. Like, God of War 1 through Ragnarok, would you feel like... A complete edition, like, complete collection of just, bam, here's the whole God of War. Let you play the entire thing. Ah, so good. I would would not play anything else for a little while. No, I... I would just play God of War games. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd take I'm up a kidding. lot of chunk you, of time. If you gave me Ascension through Ragnarok in one pack, I would just play Ascension 1, 2, 3, 4. Uh, 1, 2, 3. And then maybe I'd redo the other two again. But I'd at least play the first four games again. Yeah. Um, and if they threw in the PSP titles as well, man, I'd fucking play those too. So I'd be up, what, <laughs> uh, six games if they brought all of those to PC? And most PC players haven't played God of War. And no one's made a competent enough rip-off on PC. I honestly never thought I'd ever get to play God of War. On, like, I wasn't going to buy a PlayStation no, just for that. that. So I'm thinking, alright, it'll never happen. That's like bread and butter PlayStation. And then when I threw that on PC, it's like, they're either real fucking desperate or they're really trying at a new fucking market. So I'm glad. 
these like the games that are coming out now for it are the only reason I would have bought a PlayStation. And now yeah. I don't have to. Now we just know. How about wait? Yeah. <laughs> and given that Epic taught us to wait, well, it's yeah. not that much to wait a little longer. No. So yeah, I'm really fucking chuffed for this. <laughs> and uh, the last thing we have uh, to talk about uh, is actually something that I think is really cool because I already still love Baldur's Gate 3, but there's fucking buried content in it. Yeah. It's a studio in the year of our Lord 2023 that's willing to hide content, not neon sign every fucking piece of it. Yeah. And it's not just a little thing here and there. Apparently it's two hours of game, like one, one section that they've told us about is two hours of fully voice recorded content that nobody's found yet. That's amazing. <laughs> that That's, just doesn't happen. Because it makes me want to go back and play Baldur's Gate some more and try and find something new and interesting. Yeah. Um, the big one that's gotten leaked lately is that one of the characters can actually have an existential crisis where they realize they're a video game character. Yeah. But we have no idea how to trigger it. <laughs> yeah. And they only found it from going through game files and artificially triggering it. Which would be uh, entertaining if they've added that in there specifically for the people to look for these files. Because it's a full conversation and they they ask, are you enjoying what you're doing? Where the character looks at the player and specifically asks, are you enjoying this game? And then they celebrate if you click yes. Yeah, we've done it. We're fucking happy. This is awesome. Like, that's just a cool little fucking thing. Yeah. And, and like I said, it's just... Like, I remember when I was young, like, game companies used to hide content all the time. Yeah. Um, that's, that's literally where Easter original... like, It's, it's mm-hmm. an Easter egg. It's why they fucking do it. It's a little bit of thing you can find. They're Easter eggs. God fucking damn. Yeah, but, like, and it actually speaks to the tradition of the Bottle Skate franchise because in, I think... Oh, God, which Bottle Skate? I want to say two, but I think it might have been one. That's like an entire city and subquest that's missable if you don't take a boat ride. <laughs> so like, the idea that there's two hours of fully voiced content buried in this game somewhere, it's like, yep, man, that's fucking on brand. Yeah. And like to have a company that's willing to fucking do that, that's yeah. fucking massive. Yeah, it is. It, you just yeah. don't get it anymore. No. Or like the last... the. Patch 3, the latest patch they've done for it, they added in a whole heap of legendary weapons, which, like, a whole heap of weapons and stuff, it just, it's awesome. But one of them, you can find in Act 1, like, the first, like, destroyed town you can go to after... It... Yeah. It's called a... a Fecal Eviscerator, and it's a poo knife. (laughs) It's a knife for cutting poo. (laughs) I'm still annoyed it doesn't have a fear effect. Fear effect or poison damage or fuck intimidation or something. Yeah. But like it's every legendary weapon in this game is bright and shiny. It's like, oh my god, it has a massive effect on it. This is an old rusty knife with a with a dark brown smear up the blade. It's like, oh my god, you should have to wave that around and have like a brown waft off it and have enemies gone, <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna back away. Don't come near me with that thing. Why are you hanging on to it? <laughs> Although, speaking of companies slightly hiding content, did you know that in the new uh, Cyberpunk DLC, it's possible to lock yourself out of the entire DLC? I did hear that. I didn't read into how to do it, but apparently you can fuck yourself The first mission of the DLC, you have to save a character. If you don't do it, they die, and then you just can't play the DLC. (laughs) Uh, I hope that's not like a timed death where it's like, I'm going to trigger this thing, but then I'm going to fuck off and do side quests. Oh, that's how it works. Once you trigger the, the the mission to engage, you're on a timer. Oh, God. I, and if you don't go to the place and save the person, that's it. You don't get to play the DLC. Wow. Like, I'm real bad, particularly in Cyberpunk, for triggering a mission. It's like, go meet what's-his-face at this place. Like, or I've got an entire map of side shit to do. I'm going to go do all of that. Well, it might be the kind of thing where you might, if, when you get around to playing, you might need to look up the mission name. 
So yeah. if it pings, you're like, oh, no, wait, I have to actually go do this one. <laughs> actually, I have to meet someone now, so I'm going to go and... <laughs> I mean, I appreciate a game actually, like, going, okay, you need to go here now and do the thing and actually bothering to have consequences. Though, I will, hang on, one shitty thing I did find out about Cyberpunk, or the new mm-hmm. DLC. Um, so when they first announced it, um, they had a few of the devs and Idris Elba sitting in an interview... And they said, oh, there's going to be, like, as with the DLC, there's going to be some extra free shit given away with it, which mm. CDPR, they do give those extra awards and, yeah. and if you've got previous other games. But they've also done a Twitch deal. So if you watch uh, certain hours of content, you get yeah. a bit of a suit. But they, in the interview, they the devs all say that, no, no, it's all going to be free. Like, it's just extra little rewards that you can get. It's not going to cost you anything. Except it does. If you go to the Twitch thing, the uh, sniper rifle you can unlock for it, you can only get by gifting two subs to any of the streamers that are on the chat. So it's going to cost you 15 bucks for a single sniper rifle in a single player game. That's not good. No, it really isn't. But people have already gone through and uh, like... The content's already in the game. It just needs to be activated with a code. Yeah. So people have already gone through and modded it back into the game. But to get it legitimately, you got to pay the $15 to gift two subs to anyone on fucking Twitch. Which, for, it's a single-player game. God yeah. damn. That's a bit shit. Yeah. Like, it's bad enough that I have to watch uh, two hours of someone else play the game that I've just fucking paid for. Yeah. And then you want 15 bucks? Yeah. Yeah. It's that's just, a bit stupid. It's a little fucking stupid, particularly when they've said, no, oh, this little extra stuff will be free. It's not. But, yeah. Oh, well. The whole Twitch drops things is already fucking stupid. Yeah, I'm not into it. Well, yeah. that's us out past an hour, so I think we can wrap things up this week. Sounds good to me. Y'all have a good one. See ya.